Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix, T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network, by College Bar and Grill at 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe, the ASU fans home away from home, Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, voted best of Las Vegas two years in a row. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning tequila since 2011. Whole beers and cheeseburgers. 12 Valley locations serving the finest in craft beers and handcrafted burgers. Behind the Mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right, welcome in hockey fans in the desert southwest and those of you tuning in and listening uh, live on the Podbean app anywhere around the world. We welcome you in to another episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. And my co-host, as always, from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, Stephen Marsh. Stephen, how are you? Well, we're, we're, we're doing okay. It's uh, Vegas is a little bit sad uh, the last couple of days as, of course, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, playoff run ended on Monday night. Of course, arrived safely yesterday and, of course, had their end-of-season media availability on Wednesday. But the good news is, is we're talking UNLV hockey tonight, and uh, that's always exciting, and, and we're looking forward to that. So the bad Golden Knights season's over, but it's good because we're talking UNLV <laughs> hockey and we're talking about uh, maybe the season, you know, as we get hopefully closer to the season. But uh, everything's well otherwise. I hear you. Well, here's what we're doing. We're doing a little uh, rearranging, if you will, of the uh, coverage area. Uh, the big announcement comes out tomorrow, but I'm going to tease it tonight because I teased it last night. We are expanding our coverage area to uh, include the state of Colorado, the state of Utah, the state of New Mexico. So uh, if you're following along in any of those states, look forward to hearing some things on our podcast uh, from uh, the University of Utah, Colorado, Colorado State, uh, amongst, of course, UNLV, U of A, ASU, Grand Canyon. Um, so we're going to do a little sweep of the area, Stephen, and, and pick those teams up. We're also picking up NCAA teams in Denver, Colorado College, and Air Force. And, of course, we're going to add an NHL and an AHL team with the uh, Colorado Eagles in the AHL and the uh, Colorado Avalanche in the NHL. So lots of stuff going on as we continue to grow, get bigger. Uh, we hope you like the content. We hope you continue to like the content. But tonight, it's devoted to club hockey. We have a brand-new presenting partner, our very first, Stephen, our very first presenting partner, a two-year uh, agreement with us to, to join in, and that's Maryville University in Chesterfield, Missouri, just outside of St. Louis. Uh, if you've heard me talk a lot about that lately, it's because John Hogan, a former player at uh, Arizona, um, is now the head coach, director of hockey operations at Maryville, and we are thrilled to have them on as our uh, new presenting partner. You'll be hearing their ads. You'll be hearing some more uh, 
uh, things at the beginning and the end of our show coming up um, as soon as all the production is done on that. So welcome, Maryville University, as the new presenting partner of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly for the next two years. All right, all the housekeeping's out of the way. How are you doing? I, I love it. I love it. Let me touch <laughs> on a couple of those things. We, of course, we had uh, John Hogan on a few weeks ago. He's a great, great interview. We, we had some great conversation that can, people can go back and listen to that. There's also a special you did with him as well that's on the website and YouTube channel. So people can go watch that and, and see why exactly uh, we're excited to have uh, Maryville University as a presenting partner. Uh, you mentioned the, the expansion of the uh, coverage. Uh, New Mexico, the only thing I really know about New Mexico, well, other than we know about the Area 51 thing, but is uh, there is a Las Vegas, New Mexico. So we might have to distinguish now when we're talking about <laughs> Las Vegas, Nevada, and Las Vegas, New Mexico, because there is a Las Vegas city in uh, New that, Mexico. That is correct. And just to let people know, uh, they, they would go, well, why are you expanding into Utah and New Mexico? There's really not much hockey there, at least upper-level hockey, but Guess what, folks? We cover the Southwest, and that is part of the Southwest. And while it may not be there now, last night we had a guest on from the El Paso. And um, they are coming uh, with us as well. Uh, so, you know, very We're going to be the whole country. We're going to be the whole country here pretty soon, here, aren't we? <laughs> but but El Paso being right on the border right. uh, of you know of Texas and uh, and New Mexico, so New Mexico. it was fun. It was fun talking about that. They actually play hockey in a barn, uh, a remodeled cattle barn, uh, and they were the winners of Craft uh, Hockeyville USA. So we had uh, their PR person on last night, uh, Tyler uh, DeLoach, and she was excellent. Um, so it was a lot of fun to uh, to talk about hockey in El Paso and their uh, hopes and dreams that maybe one day the uh, University of Texas El Paso will be a NCAA hockey team. Um, she said they uh, will be taking the year off, I believe, from their ACHA D2 schedule, but hope to resume next year uh, once we all get through the COVID part of it. So, Stephen, before we bring our guests on, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's going on. Uh, things are changing rapidly uh, football, college football, and NFL football started last week, and I think that stirred the pot. A lot of people uh, w- want to start seeing sports, uh, like it or not. Um, it's it, it's going to happen at some point in time. And uh, NCAA had some information come out today, and ACHA we know is pretty much sticking to that January first start update. But um, you know, uh, the stuff that I got out of even the NHL presser today with the Vegas Golden Knights was. I, I think they may push the NHL back to January in hopes that they can have at least at least some fans. And it was clear from what I heard today that the Golden Knights players missed that home ice advantage and the fans. Yeah, yeah, I, I listened to those uh, those press conferences today too uh, through Zoom, and and yeah, yeah, they a few of the players uh, mentioned that directly or indirectly mentioned how one of the biggest. Um, Things they acknowledge that the NHL did a great job with the bubble, and it, you know they did as best as they could with the circumstances that we were in. Um, but obviously, being away from their families was a big part of it. And the other part was they didn't have that advantage of playing in T-Mobile in front of the. They said the you know, and we agree, of course, the best fans in the the NHL, and and so that was uh, that was missed. And 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 you wonder, and, and you wonder, you know, we we as the gold as the the Golden Knights were struggling. Uh, to score goals uh, in, in in these games, uh, you wonder 
how much if they would have had a chance to play in front of in T-Mobile and, and, and with those fans, you know, getting getting on them and cheering them on and, and, and encouraging them to, to do it, how much more extra juice that would have given them that maybe they couldn't produce on their own. Um, we don't know. I mean, it, you know, they seem to be pretty uh, disappointed with, with what happened, obviously. And, but you wonder, had these games, had we had a regular playoff, what might have happened? Um, so, yeah, it's – it's we I heard that too about the maybe some of the players not sure. Um, I think Stasny, one of them said that, you know, they don't, wouldn't be surprised if it's delayed even the, what they're projecting, which right now they're planning to start in December, but it wouldn't be surprised if uh, if they're going to start in January. You mentioned the NBA, I think, is trying to push now to maybe starting it after the new year. Um, I think the big thing will be whether they can – can get fans in, and I think they would want that ultimately. Um, so if that means they have to push it back even a few more weeks, then then they will. Um, so we will see what happens. Yeah, I think uh, I think two things, Stephen. I think uh, number one is that the 52 days at just the Golden Knights, I mean, consider there's still three teams in the bubble, right? And there's going to have to be another seven-game series once uh, the decision is final between – uh, the New York Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning. So you're talking 65 days maybe for the, the Stanley Cup champion to finally leave the bubble. Um, and now you got to – I think what they're finding out, I guess is what I'm trying to say, is that all this hockey in a condensed time, they may need a little more time off. You may not be able to get through free agency, the draft, get the guys recovered, get them ready to go again as early as December – and then maybe, just maybe, if you hope till January, maybe there is some sort of vaccine or something that comes along that allows the, uh, the, the, the teams to allow some fans. And even if it's 25%, it's better than nothing, right? So um, I think those are the two things right now is recovery time for the players and then also the ability to maybe get some fan uh, support in January. So we'll see what happens. But tonight's all about club hockey. Uh, the announcement came out today. The uh, captains were named for the uh, UNLV team. Um, you're right there in the UNLV. I know you got some comments from Coach Greener uh, as to uh, the four guys that he's got on. We're fortunate enough tonight to have two of them. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back, and I'm going to let you introduce the captain and one of the assistant captains that are going to join us in three minutes. So we'll be right back. I have a car whose lease is up soon. And I'll be looking around for the best deal that I can get. I have certain parameters that I'm looking for in the next vehicle. For example, I want a car that qualifies for New York State HOV sticker. But being on Long Island won't stop me from taking advice from hockey great Shane Doan. And I'll be checking out Bell Ford, bellford.com. Bell Ford, presenting partner of our new season of the Sunday special at IcetimeHockeySW.com, was voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona. So go, shop where Shane Doan shops, talk to Kevin Wood, let him know that IcetimeHockeySW.com sent you, let him give you the all-star treatment online or at 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, 
actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. We find your prime with M-Drive. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. All right, welcome back in Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you as always from, not as always, but as tonight from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host Stephen Marsh, usually always from Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, Stephen, as I mentioned uh, before the uh, break, that we are talking UNLV hockey because they made a big announcement today. They announced their uh, their leadership group, their captains, one captain and three assistant captains. I believe we have them with us uh, right now. So. Go ahead and, and introduce the captains for the uh, UNLV Rebel Hockey Team. Yes, yeah, so as you mentioned, Scott, uh, the captains were, were named for the uh, UNLV Rebel uh, Skating Rebels today and um, was announced that uh, Kurt Underwood was named the, uh, the captain and uh, Eric Williams has also been named the assistant captain. They're joining us both here tonight. We also want to mention uh, Boss Asaf uh, is being an assistant captain this season as well, and uh, Jared Erickson as well gets to wear an A on this sweater uh, this upcoming season. So we have uh, Kurt Underwood and Eric Williams joining us uh, on the show, and we want to welcome them in. Uh, how are you guys doing? I think uh, Kurt was still trying to get him connected, but Eric is live with us. Uh, Eric, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing roll. How are you guys doing? We're doing good, Eric. It's, uh, it's great to have you. It's a big honor, I know, for you again to, uh, to wear a letter on your jersey. Um, and, you know, I want to start off because I haven't touched on this before, and I know that both you and uh, and Kirk played together at a NCAA Division three school. So it, you start off, and I think we have – Kirk, do we have you online right now? Kirk, yeah, can you I'm hear here. us? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Glad to have you. you. got Scott and Steven with you. But I'm asking Eric right now, tell me a little bit about uh, Chatham University. Eric, I still got you? Yeah, sorry, uh, kind of got out there. What were you saying? <laughs> I, I said, tell me a little bit about Chatham University, because you two played together there, didn't you? Yeah, that was the uh, first time Kirk and I met. We were actually roommates. And, uh, you know, it was, it was great, great fun time in Pittsburgh. Uh, definitely a little different than here in Vegas, of course. You know, not only <laughs> city-wise, but weather-wise, and having to deal with all that. But, you know, it was, it was a good time, good experience for, I think, both of us. I'm gonna speak for Kirk on that one. I think we had a good time, but uh, you know we're both happy to be here in Vegas. And you know, for me playing back here at home is great. And, you, know, you can't beat the weather here. And I think uh, overall, we're both happy to be here. 
All right, Kirk, I'm going to pass it on to you. Tell us uh, a little bit. You grew up in uh, Colorado, correct? I'm sorry, I got cut off there. Will you repeat yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah. You you grew up in Colorado, is that correct? Yeah, I grew up in Littleton, Colorado, like 30 minutes outside of Denver. Okay, so so tell me a little bit about uh, the decision to go to Pittsburgh uh, to play NCAA Division three hockey, and then the decision to come play at UNLV. How'd that all work out for you? So I'm from Colorado, obviously, but I left pretty early. I left my sophomore year of high school to go play junior hockey uh, out east, and I played in Philadelphia and Massachusetts and Connecticut, and then in Pittsburgh with Eric at Chatham University. Um, so as far as my as far as my decision to go play NCAA D3 at Chatham. Um, I was already out on the East Coast there for a while. And then as far as my transfer out here, I was there at Chatham for two years, and Eric was my roommate the first year. However, it wasn't necessarily the right fit for me uh, for a multitude of different reasons, um, some that we don't really need to talk about. However, Eric kind of really talked about the program and how wonderful it was and, and shed some light on what was going on out here out in the Southwest. And I – came out here and I checked it out and chatted with him, chatted with the coaches, saw the talent that was available. And I really just couldn't resist coming here. And I've been here for, this is my second year now and I couldn't be happier. Okay. I'm going to let Steven jump in with some questions here in just a minute. I have one more though for you. Um, how proud are you and, and how big of a role are you going to have to play wearing that C in your Jersey for the rebels this season? Obviously, I'm really proud uh, for the guys to see that in me and for the coaches to see that in me. It means the absolute world. Uh, it's a little cliche for me but and for other people, I guess, as well. However, the letter doesn't necessarily change who I am and it doesn't change my actions. And it doesn't mean it's not a cue for me to, OK, now is a good time to speak up because now is the time a leader should speak up. Those things are are just times when I think something needs to be said and I'll say it. So I think those things kind of come naturally to me. However, we have a lot of leaders in the room this year. Uh, we have a really big senior group. So I think that that makes it really easy on me. That makes it really easy on Eric. That makes it really easy on Boz and Jared Erickson. Um, so as far as the responsibility and in, in thinking about okay, I'm not the only leader in the room, that makes it a lot easier. And I think that, that is really going to help our team. All right, Stephen, jump on board. I know you've got a, a lot of questions for him. Sure. So I, I want to start off with uh, with with this. Uh, we'll start with, with, with Kirk on this one. Uh, you know, yet last season, as you said, it was, it was your first season here, and, and you, you talked about a little bit how, why you came to, to UNLV. So you had a chance to play the season out, and obviously it was kind of a rocky season. You guys started off well, you had a rough little middle, and then a really strong after the uh, winter break, you came back and had a strong second half of the, the season, and obviously um, we know what happened with the national tournament. So but putting that aside, evaluate how you felt here in Vegas uh, playing with UNLV uh, last season, and, and how excited and anxious are you to get back on the ice uh, whenever that may be, hopefully in January. Uh, when you guys will get to start the season? 
Yeah. So obviously I'm, I'm as anxious as the next person to get going here. Uh, I love hockey. Hockey is my life. This team is amazing. I think last year we had an amazing group of guys and it was really easy to be at the rink every single day. Uh, and then to go on road trips, obviously, and to be in town and playing games is just all really, really easy. And I see that again with our group this year. Um, I think that it's going to be beyond easy to be around everyone and be in the rink every single day. Um, evaluating last year, uh, playing for UNLV, playing for Coach Greener and Coach Raboni, playing with all those guys, uh, I know it's going to kind of sound dramatic, but it saved my life when I transferred here. I was not the most thrilled with hockey and I was kind of in a dark place. And then when I came here, I really found that love for the game again. And that's thanks to the program. Thanks to the guys that are leading the program and uh, thanks to the guys that are a part of it. Kirk, I want to follow up on that if I could and and ask you, uh, a lot of people, you know, tell us there's not a lot of difference between NCAA division three and ACHA D1 as far as the compete level. But a lot of people will say it's the university that makes the difference. A larger university at, at UNLV, a smaller one at Chatham. Um, so tell us the differences, if there are any, between those two uh, two leagues. Right. So, I mean, I think you guys have seen, and for people on the East Coast have seen NCAA Division Three hockey, right? A lot of those guys are really skilled players, and you have guys in both leagues, right, both in NCAA Division Three and ACHA, who are more talented than others, right? It doesn't matter where you are. There's guys playing in places where they necessarily shouldn't be. And we see that a lot in ACHA, right, especially with UNLV. There's several guys on this team that have the ability and the capability to play at those levels, and there's no doubt in my mind, right? They picked UNLV because it's the right pick for them. This program offers the right things for them. This school offers the right things for them. So I think when people compare ACHA D1 and NCAA D3, as far as the hockey goes, yeah, there's not really a lot of differences. Um, We have very talented people, uh, especially here at UNLV. And obviously I don't want to speak for other teams just because it's been a while and it's been a tough summer. However, I think that it's very comparable. Yeah, that's a great point. Eric, I want to I ask you this question, then I'll let Steven jump back in again. But uh, the Golden Knights, you being a, a Las Vegas area native, the Golden Knights went through a very tough uh, struggle in the, uh, in the bubble, especially the last uh, eh, five or six games. They ended up having to bow out to uh, a really good Dallas team. But as a... Vegas, Nevada native. Um, how are you feeling? Is that as personal as it was to to the, the Vegas fans and the Vegas players themselves? Um, yeah, you know, it's still a still a sensitive subject. It's been so so long since I have not game. But uh, yeah, you know, it's I think it's tough. I think you know they went with the expectations of you know we're going to come back with the cup this year. We have the talent, we have the depth, we have the team, and uh, you know I think I don't know. I think it was Stone that said it today that they, they were missing their biggest advantage, which was playing here in Vegas at the Fortress. So, you know, I mean, all the teams in the bubble were under the same circumstances, you know, playing on the same ice every single day, like having the same amount of rest, no travel. And so, you know, it's uh, it's tough on them. And I think it's, you know, tough for everyone here in Vegas. But, 
I think, you know, once the season comes back around in December, I think when they're going to start, you know, we'll kind of wear off. And, you know, I think they're going to use that, you know, the, the taste of the playoffs you got this year just to fuel the fire for next year and then hopefully bring it back, bring the cup back to Vegas. You know, I would love to see that. And I think it'd be great for the city. And, you know, I think now that we have more pro teams, it'll only get better for the community here in Vegas. And, you know, I think just hockey overall in Vegas is going to grow regardless of what happens. So I, I've had you on in the past. Stephen and I have had you on in the past as well. And and the one thing I always want to ask you is, uh, if I asked you five or six years ago, would we be talking and having this conversation about an NHL team and a growing UNLV team and now an AHL team? Would we be talking about that? Did you think that would be happening six years ago? And now you talk like the rest of us do where we go, hey, the expectations is to win a Stanley Cup. I mean, every single year. That uh, just doesn't sound like something that would have been said six years ago in Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, we had the Wranglers back back in the day when I was growing up. And right. Those are, always, those are always great fun games to go to. And then, you know, they started talking about the teams that were – or the cities that were going to potentially get an expansion team. You know, Vegas being thrown on, around in there, and you're kind of thinking, okay, this could be a possibility. And then – Sure enough, we get one, and then you know, three years into the existence, they've already gone to the playoffs all three years, the Western Conference final, two out of the three, and then now we're getting the AHL team. And it's just you know, from growing up here and playing here as a kid, and then you know, moving away and coming back, just seeing how much it's grown here in the valley, it's crazy. And you know, it's it's just it's kind of fun to know that back in the day, it was just a few youth teams and two rinks, and now it's just boomed like crazy. I think it's really becoming a hockey town. All right, Stephen, it's all yours. <laughs> sure, I want yeah, I want to follow up with that with you, Eric. Uh, is so you know we talk you, you talk about now we've, we've the growth of hockey here in Las Vegas. We've mentioned you know the, the Golden Knights, you mentioned the Silver Knights, you got the youth hockey, all the stuff that's going on here, and of course you guys. So do you guys feel like what kind of role do you you guys want to? I mean, you guys play. I mean, you guys have a good home ice advantage too, playing at City National and. And now, with everything that we have in the city, um, how do you guys feel like that? What, feel like that there's a role you guys can play in helping grow this game of hockey in Las Vegas, and 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 how do you how do you guys try to fit in with with the with everything else that goes around with hockey? Yeah, I mean, I think you know we we might not have a, as big of an impact as the Golden Knights or the Silver Knights or anything, but I think you know we provide. The games, you know, they're not super expensive to go to, and it's still good quality hockey. And, you know, we interact with the fans a lot, and we try to get out in the community a bunch. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure the, the Golden Knights and Silver Knights do the same. But I think for us it's more more on a personal level with the whole city just because, you know, it's easier for us to go out and do something and not have all the you know, media following everything or doing that. And, but I think, you know, overall I think we just all want the same thing, which is to grow the grow the game in the Valley and – you know, hopefully inspire some kids to keep playing, you know, regardless of the situation, just try to do it, you know, fall in love with the game like we have. Well, one of the greatest things that I see when, when, when you go to a UNLV game, and obviously I'm, I'm there almost every game, and or actually every game, and, and one of the greatest things that and I think is so great about you guys, it's different with the, the Golden Knights, although with, with the practices they are open to the public before obviously COVID and stuff, is to see the little kids there. Uh, and I know there's always like three or four kids uh, – by the locker rooms there when you guys are coming in and out of, of the locker in between the periods before it ends up each game and, 
and wanting to shake your hand or take pictures with you guys. And 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 so how do, how does that feel for you guys as 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 players? And and that you 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 see that the uh, these kids these they look up to you guys and look up to you guys as as, as role models in a sense of playing hockey. Um, because you guys have a, you guys are able to have a closer connection to them because they're not, you know, it's not the Golden Knights or the Silver Knights where they're not, there's not the availability, the the accessibility of the players is not as is not as much as as you guys, which is different, obviously, being at, at your level. No, yeah, it, it's funny you bring that up. Actually, I remember when I was growing up, I was one of those kids at the UNLV games, and you know, Greener was playing on the team at that time, and you know, we'd always be there middle of the periods before the game after the game you know giving fist bumps and all that and just remembering how cool it was and you know it's it's like wow we're interacting with college hockey players and then now to be in their shoes and have the kids coming up and doing the same thing i think it's uh you know it's definitely special it hits home for me at least because like i said i was one of those kids growing up and i think you know you don't always see it because sometimes they're shy but i think they really appreciate it and you know even just the fist bump going in and out you know sometimes they're uh they're in awe when that happens and you know, if we can do that for the kids in the community, I think it's great. Uh, Kurt, do you have anything to add to that about, you know, just what it's like for you to be able to interact with, with the kids like that and just, you know, seeing seeing them get involved in hockey at such a young age and just and how you how, how you guys can play a role in, in that with, with all the other hockey that's here in the city? Yeah, honestly, this coming here, this is the first time I've ever experienced that. So when I came here last year, that was kind of a shock to me, and experiencing that was really cool. Um, those those younger kids at our games wanting to be around us, wanting to interact with us was really, really cool moment for me and, and several moments throughout the season. Um, I think what I kind of understood is with these kids, when they do want to interact with you, you know, that makes you want to work harder, that makes you want to be better in every aspect, not only at the rink, but in life, right? If these guys look up to us, we want to give them something to look up to. Um, and that really fuels us every single day. I think that their love and their passion for the game at such an early age kind of really helps us too. And it shows us, you know, this is a game, this is really fun. We have to appreciate it in the exact same way. We're really fortunate to be in the position that we are. And we should treat it just the same way that they do. We're, we're really lucky to step on the ice every single day and wear that UNLV crest. So, Kirk, tell me, growing up, I'm guessing an Avalanche fan, is that, is that correct? Yeah, big time. Okay. So now you're, you're uh, a rival uh, in a rival city, but you're so close to the Vegas Golden Knights. Your locker room's touch, basically. Um, and I know you guys see them in and out and uh, – What's that like for you? Is is it a different feeling for you to go, hey, I'm right next to the Golden Knights. I'm not really right next to the uh, Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> Honestly, I only have good things to say about the Knights. I know that there's kind of a rivalry, and they're battling for that, that first spot in their uh, Western Conference this year. However, I only have good things to say about them. Coming to UNLV and seeing what they did for hockey in Las Vegas in the Valley is beyond cool it is amazing how they grew the game here in las vegas and really paved the way for unlv to grow too so i can only say good things i can only say thanks to them and and really appreciate what they did for us and for the next generation 
One of those things we want to one of those things we want to mention too is when City National is being built, you know, they build a, a locker room that is primarily used by UNLV. They have like their own locker room. Now during training camp it evolves and this year won't happen. It gets hijacked during training camp for a few weeks. But other than that, that's their locker room. It's right it's right. It's right next door to practically where the Golden Knights come in and out of, of their place. So it's uh that that's that's really uh, I always thought that's one of the nicest the relationship that the Golden Knights and that UNLV hockey has established is is really makes it really another example of how great the hockey uh, community has become uh, here in Las Vegas. So, Kirk, I've got a two-part question for you. Um, now you're the captain. You're wearing the scene. You told me it's not going to really change who you are or anything like that, but you've had a chance now to play in the desert southwest. You've seen Arizona. You've seen Arizona State. You've seen Grand Canyon. Utah, uh, you guys are becoming members of the, the WCHL this year for the first time. Um, tell me about your thoughts on just how good the competition is right down here in the Southwest. Yeah, I mean, the competition is really good. Um, yeah, obviously, we I had the chance to play U of A last year um, and then ASU, so I've seen those teams and then GCU and Utah Right, And each team, like I was talking about earlier and what I mentioned earlier, has those players that possess really, really good talent. Um, in my opinion, they are above and beyond what they're doing, and they provide a really, really good opportunity for us to get better every single game. And I think one thing that we really have to focus on this year is consistency. And with there being a shortened season this year or the talks of a shortened season, I think that we really have to focus on being consistent game in and game out because there are teams here in the Southwest and in the WCHL that can bring it every single day. And it's it's not a surprise, right? We know and everyone here in the Southwest knows that all those teams have the potential to be good every single day. Okay, so my follow-up to that one would be as the captain, and now you're in a conference, and you talk to almost every coach. Uh, first and foremost, they want to give you guys the opportunity to win a championship of some sort. Obviously, the national championship is the ultimate goal, but being able to win a tournament like you guys have done in the past or to win your conference now, um, how much does that mean to, to you guys right now, but also to building the program that you guys are really laying the groundwork for? Yeah, it's it's paramount, right? Everything that we can do positively to affect this program, we're going to try to do. And that's the thought in the back of our heads all the time, right? If we can win one game, okay, well, that's, that's going to reflect on us positively. And that's going to show, okay, the kids and the next generation in Vegas, okay, UNLV's got some good talent. That could be a place I could play later on down the road if I work really hard. And then obviously we go to the bigger scale. Okay, well, we'll now... We're in a tournament, okay? We got to win that tournament, and we just played against some really good teams from a different region. Okay, now we're really showing that hockey in the desert in the Southwest is growing. It's really good. It's reputable now, right? We're giving it a reputation and one that can last. And then obviously you look at the conference, and then you look at the national tournament, and our goal right there is the national tournament. It is to win the national tournament and to bring back that title to Vegas to build that reputation even more um, for the next group of guys coming through and for the guys that are here for the next three or four years, whatever it may be. Yeah, that's uh, 
that's kind of what I expected to hear from you. Uh, I think you put it very eloquently in the fact that um, it's a step-by-step thing. Uh, coaches will also tell you, and I know you've had a little feel of it, you would have had more of it had COVID not stepped in and taken your uh, opportunity to go to the national tournament. But uh, it might be the hardest tournament to win. I mean, the NHL players say that winning the Stanley Cup is very difficult, and it is. But to win an ACHA D1 national tournament under normal circumstances is pretty incredible. How do you get your team, or how would you get your team ready to, to perform under those circumstances, uh, hopefully this year? Well, it all starts day by day, focusing on the small stuff, right? So if we can focus on the little things, showing up early, working hard in every single rep of every single drill and not taking any time off and not taking any uh, any shifts off, right? It starts there. It starts in the small stuff. And then once we are able to get ourselves into those bigger positions and into the national tournament, then we really focus on what we've done the entire year, right? We play with the fact that we're a family and that we love each other and that we're here for each other and that we're going to do whatever it takes for the guy next to us because that person right there is a brother. And at the end of the day, we want to make each other as happy as possible. And that means a national championship. So I think that that's a really big thing, playing with love, playing with love for each other. And that means sacrificing to the utmost degree. Well, Coach Raboni told me that that he wasn't going to come on tonight because he said this was your guys' moment to shine, and I said we'll polish. <laughs> I said we'll polish the stars, and I don't think we had you, Stephen. I think these guys are pretty polished and ready to go. Um, just a couple minutes left with you guys, but uh, for Eric, I, I want to ask you. You you've seen this now. You've been close. You've been around guys. Uh, you saw Cody Williams make the jump. Um, how how good is UNLV hockey right now? And put the modesty away. Just tell us how good UNLV hockey is this coming season. Um, I think we'll probably have one of the best teams that UNLV's had in history, to be honest. I think we have a lot of depth with our program. And, you know, we have – I think we have like 30 or 32 guys or something like that. And, you know, it's going to be a battle every day to, you know, make the roster and get in there because, you know, there's only 20, 21 spots for, for game day. So – you know, I think it's just going to make everyone battle that much more to be in the lineup, and then once you're in, you got to keep your spot. So I think it's going to be, you know, some of the best hockey that you guys have seen come out of the program here, and you know that's saying a lot because the teams we've had in past years that I've been on, we've had some real stellar teams as well, and so you know I think the program just training in the upward direction, and I think that's partly due to the guys that were here at the very beginning and laid that foundation, and the guys they brought in and have been here for the past three four years, and. I think, you know, we're just kind of trying to help the guys that are coming in now realize that, you know, this program is legit and, you know, it's not something that you just come and mess around and do. It's it's a serious program that, you know, we want to win every game. We want to win day in, day out. And, you know, if that's not something you want to be a part of, then this isn't the right place for you. All right, Stephen, give him a final question, then I'll wrap it up with Kirk. Uh, I want to touch a little bit more on him, but go ahead, Stephen, with what you got. Yeah, so Eric, I want to I want to talk a little bit about this this season. We we know it's going to be a, a different season than than normal with COVID. Obviously, uh, we talked about the late start looking like January, uh, maybe earlier, but it looks like January is the, the time it's going to start. Uh, there's been some talk about uh, formats of you know what the schedule is going to be like. It'll be pretty much a conference schedule. It sounds like with a few outside conference games. Uh, there's talk about a and it sounds like they're leaning towards a, a conference tournament style. 
that will get you a berth into the national tournament. So it's going to be, I guess, more difficult. It's always been difficult to get into the national tournament because there's always t- only 20 spots there. But this season, it's going to be even more difficult because it sounds like, from what I understand, there might be only one berth in out of the conference. Um, so how are you guys preparing for this kind of a season? It- it's going to be uh, a challenge. It's going to be more challenging than, than it has been. You guys always, see- always have a challenging schedule. But-, but just the circumstances around this unique season – and, um, and are you, what are you looking forward to it? And, uh, what, what are you looking forward to about it? And what are you guys going to need to do to, to be able to get in there and, and really make some noise uh, this season? Yeah, I think Kirk mentioned it pretty well earlier, talking about consistency, because, you know, it's going to be shortened 14 or 16 games is what we have planned right now. And, you know, those are all crucial games for us because, you know, you can't go on a streak like we did last year where we lost nine in a row. You know, that's not going to cut it this year. And so I think, you know, we have to be ready to go at the start of the season and play good, consistent hockey and come out with some big victories because, you know, all the teams are in the same boat. They're all going to play 16 games. And, you know, that's not a whole lot of time to to polish everything. So you got to come ready to go. And then once the games come around, you got to be at your best. And, you know, it it's really anyone's season this year having that few games and then going to the the conference finals and or the conference championships, you know, you got to be playing your, your A game every, every night because, you know, you can't take one night off when there's that few games. I think it's going to be a big test of our program and where we've come to, because I think we have a, a solid team this year. And, you know, I think if we can play up to our potential that we have, then we'll be, uh, we'll be, we'll be good going into those. But I think, you know, I think the season it's going to be, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. And uh, I think we're just looking forward, ready to go. You know, it's been a long summer from the time they canceled the national tournament to the time we're supposed to start next season. I think it's going to be nine months or something like that. So, you know, we're all just itching to get going. And you know, I think once we get going, we're all going to be playing our best hockey and, you know, hopefully come out with some, some good numbers and going into the national tournament to win and bring it back to Vegas. So let me just ask you about you personally. And what obviously, what are you doing for yourself personally, and, and what are you guys able to do right now to so you can kind of stay in somewhat of game shape? So when it comes time to get pre- ready for the season, when it gets closer, it won't it, it won't take as much time to to get into it since it's going to be once the season starts, you're off and running. Um, what are, what are you able to do, and how are you guys as a team or individually you doing to to stay sharp uh, for when the season does begin? Yeah, I mean, there's uh, some rules put in place by the league and by the schools and stuff, and, you know, we can't really have any big gatherings, so that kind of puts a damper on everything. We can't work out as a team or anything like that. But I think, you know, all the guys have the same mindset that, you know, once the season starts, we hit the ground running. And uh, just, you know, staying in game shape, doing what you can, working out, hitting the gym, getting on the ice whenever possible. Uh, it's it's kind of hard. You know, not a lot of things are open per se, but I think just finding – you know, finding what you can do yourself and, you know, just kind of keeping a positive mindset. It's, it's a, you know, it's tough going three months without playing and or like starting school and then not playing. But I think, you know, if all the guys can just stay focused and put their head down and, you know, love the grind that is school. And then, you know, once the season starts, it just makes it that much better. But I think guys realize that, Hey, you know, once the season starts, that's gotta be when we start playing our best. We can't have, you know, three or four weekends to polish everything. So I think guys are just going to have, you know, their own own workout regimens, their own time to skate, you know, doing what they can. And I think once we can get to the point where we can do stuff as a team, guys will be excited and ready to go. 
And let me ask you one, one more on this, and then, and then Scott can ask the with Kurt. But um, with COVID, uh, we, we know we we're seeing it at some college campuses where uh, schools have started and people are gathering and there's parties and still and they're throwing parties and we're seeing spikes in COVID. So I guess with this, with you guys as a team, I mean, and, and just being on campus or doing, you know, just being college kids, you know, still, um, how, how, how to make sure you guys stay healthy too with, with not getting the COVID-19 and, and just staying away from large gatherings and just have the discipline that that's going to require from you and from the team team to, to not involve in those kind of activities, which are so, which is so hard because you're, you're, you're a college kid and you want to do those things, but knowing that there's a, there's a goal that you want to be able to play safely. Yeah, we've had, we've had a few uh, like team zoom meetings and we've talked about that stuff. And, you know, I think most guys understand that, Hey, you know, the situation that's going on right now, you can't be doing that kind of stuff. And not only can you get sick from it, but you can get in trouble from the school. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's some, I think it was Northwestern where they had a bunch of students got kicked off of, or kicked out of school because of that. And I think, you know, especially the seniors here, we're going to take the, you know, we're going to take the reins on this and be like, Hey, yeah. you know, this is our last season playing. We don't want anything to mess that up. So I think as long as we can, you know, get the message across that, you know, we got to take this seriously, but you know, you're still in college. So, you know, socially distance, enjoy each other, you know, zoom meetings and all that. But, you know, I think as far as all that goes, most of my class, all my classes are online. So I'm not on campus. I can't really say what it's like on campus right now, but I'm assuming they're doing their best they can to, you know, keep students apart from each other and all that. But hopefully this whole thing blows over relatively soon so we can get back to normal life and playing some hockey. Uh, real quick, Kurt, uh, what about you? Are you on campus at all? Uh, are your classes online? Do you have some in class? What's it like on campus if you are uh, with COVID and, and just how, how important that is to kind of to, to make sure you stay healthy and, and, and you guys are able to play? Yeah. Right. So I have one in-person class and that's it. Uh, the one in-person class that I have has seven people in it, and we have to wear masks the whole time. Um, it's an applied exercise physiology class, so everyone in there is a, a health science-related major. So everyone in there is very cognizant of the fact of what's going on, right? No one in there is going to be putting other people at risk or be doing um, immature things to put other people at risk. I think that's really important for us. And then obviously us as a team, right? I know a few guys on the team have in-person classes, but UNLV is taking it seriously. UNLV is taking the right precautions to keep everyone safe. And that goes to us as well, right? They're trying to keep us safe as well, and they're doing a really good job of it. All right, Scott, go ahead. Sorry, I wanted to get those some things I wanted to get in there. (laughs) Go ahead. All right. We'll, we'll wrap it up for you, Kirk. I, I want you, because you've been around now uh, Las Vegas for a little bit. The fans have seen your style of play. Obviously, you've earned the C because they don't just hand those out. I mean, you earned it from your teammates, so you've done something right. I know if I'm correct on this that you were a captain at Chatham as well, right? Yeah, I was. Okay. So, so you've got some leadership abilities, but for those maybe in the desert southwest or the southwest that haven't seen you – in a leadership role, they've just seen you on the ice for a year. Tell us about Kirk Underwood. What do you bring? What's your style uh, on and off the ice? And, and what can people expect to see when when they see that C on your jersey when you guys hit the ice at City National for the first time this year? As far as I go, I try to bring the fact that I am trying to be the hardest worker in the room every single day. 
no matter what that means, I am always given my 100% effort in whatever it is, whether it's in the gym, whether it's uh, on the ice in every single rep of practice or in games or whether it is in community service or like we talked earlier, building those relationships with the youth of uh, Las Vegas and, and the hockey community, I'm always trying to give the best effort I possibly can. And I think that I try my best to translate that to my game every single day. And I have some really, really good teammates around me in order to push me to do that every single day. I think that they make it beyond easy to work as hard as I do and try to every single day. Um, I tell you what, if I had teammates that didn't work very hard, I probably wouldn't do that either. But I got some teammates that work their bags off every single day, day in and day out to try to help me become a better player. And, uh, and that really translates for me as well. So I have to attribute a lot of that to my teammates. Very well put. Gentlemen, congratulations on, uh, on being part of that leadership group, the captaincy group at UNLV. We're looking forward to seeing you on the ice. Thanks for joining us tonight. I know it's a, a long time to, to jump on a podcast, and we certainly appreciate it. So uh, be safe up there. We'll see you on the ice just as soon as we can get on there, okay? Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, guys. We'll see you soon. All right. Sounds nice. good. That is the uh, the captain, Kirk Underwood, and the assistant captain, one of the assistant captains, Eric Williams, joining us from UNLV. The announcement was made today on their captaincy. We congratulate the guys. We thank them for joining us. We're going to take a quick break, and Stephen and I will be right back to wrap up another edition of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly in two minutes. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit ease. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located in downtown Tempe at 740 South Mill Avenue, College Bar and Grill is the place for the best local craft beers, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. A short walk from Sun Devil Stadium or Desert Financial Arena, stop by for lunch or dinner, game day or any day, College Bar and Grill. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player, or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. All right, and we're back. Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, as always, Stephen Marsh in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. This is 
Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Um, Stephen, you've been around the guys a lot more than I have, certainly in the last year anyway. Um, just quickly, if you can, uh, recap what you think this leadership group is going to bring to the ice for UNLV Rebel Hockey when they get on the ice. Well, I, I think it's – I think I told uh, the coaches this uh, today when I was trying to get some intel on them about the, the decisions that they've made for the captaincies. Uh, I, I said that I texted them. I said that this was a, a, some great, great choices. Now last year, you know, boss was the captain and, and he's still an assistant captain. So, uh, you know, then boss is a great leader as well. And he's going to be playing. Uh, this is probably, I think this is his last season. He'll be a, a fifth year senior and stuff. So, um, but you know, what coach Greener uh, said about Kurt, uh, he said that from day one, he knew that Kurt would be one of our leaders, just the way he holds himself and the team accountable uh, when he speaks, he backs up his words. Uh, he says, cliche to say, but he's the first one at the rink and the last one to leave. And I think we, we got glimpses of that tonight in his in his interview. Actually, it's kind of interesting. You know, I uh, up to this season, I'm, you know, I don't know what this season will hold yet, but I would I do a lot of the social media for the games, you know, getting sound bites from players and stuff and, and getting stuff for their Twitter pages and stuff during the season. And, and I've interviewed some of the players and actually – Kurt was not one that I, I had I'd really interviewed, but but Kurt has always been great. When I'm trying to get video of them warming up or or you know them coming off and off the ice, he's always great to 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 do some sort of uh, movement or or reaction or face or something for the camera, which I appreciate because it it adds more context and more more interaction with with the with the pictures and the videos for the for the Twitter. Uh, but I really, I don't I, I don't know if I I don't know I can't remember if having talked to him uh, for this kind of thing I kind of wish I had utilized it more because he's he's so knowledgeable about the game he's so he's he's well spoken he he's he knows what he's he knows what he's doing he's he's uh, he's open about things you know he talked about a little bit about the the loss of love for hockey and until coming and seeing things here at UNLV and 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 playing for Coach Greener uh, Vigneri Greener and Nick Baboni. And uh, that's great. And I can see why uh, Coach Greener and, and Coach Raboni are, are high on him. And and I think he's going to be great for this this team. Um, Eric, of course, is, is great as well. He's been with the team for a few seasons. Uh, obviously, he's a Vegas guy, so he knows Vegas well. And, and he was an assistant captain last season, so he's he's obviously somebody that, that knows uh, things as well. And and uh, I think it's great. And, and and they were humble about it, you know, saying that, you know, it's great to have that recognition and have the A or the C on the sweater. But, you know, there's a lot of leaders in that group. And, and, it, and it's, it's not going to be, you know, you have to listen to me, you know, because I'm the captain. But, you know, it's going to be a team thing. And, and I think that's what makes this upcoming season going to be really exciting when, when they can get out on the ice just to see this team perform. Because last season was a really good season uh, for this team. Even with the struggle they had, they were able to, figure things out, make some adjustments, and the second half was really great. And it was really fun to be around them, um, just being with, being around them in the home games uh, um, and just seeing them and, and talking with players and seeing how close they were with each other. And, and I, think, I think that's always important, especially at this level. Um, chemistry is important in any sport, but, but being, liking who you're playing with and truly getting along with, with one another is, is great. And uh, and we can't forget about the other captains, uh, uh, Jared Erickson, who's uh, this, this is his second season with UNLV. 
He's going to be an assistant captain this season. And I'm going to mention what uh, Coach Greener said about Jared. Uh, he said that that um, he, that he's the best coach kid I've ever been around. He does all the small things right. He loves how he uh, that he's in the dressing room, sets the perfect example all the time, talking about Jared uh, Erickson. And then, of course, mentioned that uh, Eric Williams and Boss Asaf, of course, have worn letters before. So um, of their actions last year, they're going to stay uh, – they're going to have that. So it's, it's, it's great. It's, 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 I, I think that it's something that they take serious and it's so uh, well thought out and, and, and uh, it's excited for, for them to be able to have those opportunities to, 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 to lead and to be an example for the team and, and to be out on the ice and perform and, and hopefully January can get here soon. Um, if not sooner, but you know, certainly by January, then we can, we can see it and have some great hockey uh, to start the new year. Absolutely, that's uh, that's well put. Uh, I think what I took away from it the most, uh, Stephen, is is the seriousness about it. You, you talk and and when I mentioned to coaches and even players, they don't like the word club, and I don't like using that either as the title of our show. But unfortunately, we can't use the ACHA Southwest Weekly. I mean, it's just not allowed. Trademark, so, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Darn trademarks, and right. stuff, license stuff, and all that stuff. No. <laughs> so, so we have to call it club. But it really isn't, and uh, we've talked about this hundreds of times. And I don't want to uh, beat the the, uh, the proverbial dead horse, but um, club hockey has come a long way. And when I say club, I mean that in all the dearest terms, right? ACHA hockey has come a long way because the players now um, are are much more from from on the ice to off the ice. They're much more prepared to play hockey, be student athletes. Uh, they they rival uh, NCAA teams very closely, except for the perks and the scholarships. And of course, the talent level is is obviously accelerated at the NCAA level. But for where they're at, I think they bring a lot. And I'm talking about UNLV, U of A, ASU, GCU, uh, Utah, Colorado, Colorado State, all all throughout the uh, the. Uh, ACHA landscape. So I, I'm excited to hear guys talk like that. I know that uh, U of A is making their announcement on their captain, so maybe next week we'll get them, and, and then hopefully we can get uh, ASU and Grand Canyon to talk a little bit too about that because uh, I told you many times this is going to be a really exciting year because of the shortened season, the way it looks, and the conference tournament, if that's how it all plays out. But, you know, Eric mentioned, you know, maybe 14, 16 games. My goodness, you can't lose five, or you could probably be, uh, you know, putting yourself behind the eight ball to get into a national tournament. It's going to be, a, it's going to have a very college football or NFL like uh, style of play because, you know, the NFL, they play 16 regular season games, and, and every game in the NFL is, is magnified. One loss feels like, you know, 10, 10 losses almost, it seems, uh, or five, you know, it's, it's so every game matters. The same with college football, there's what, 12 games normally. And, and, uh, and it's so every, you know, and if you lose one game, you're depending on, you know, what kind of conference you're in and who you're, the strength of your schedule, you're already out of the mix for a chance to play for the national championship. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to kind of have that feel uh, this season if they're only going to play uh, 16 games. I, I think maybe they might be able to get a few more in, but I, I don't know. I guess they're, um, we'll see, but yeah, it's it's every game is going to be important. Yeah, you can't afford to have a streak that they had last season, as they said, uh, to and expect to be, be in in, uh, in in Massachusetts or, or wherever the tournament's going to be if it gets moved or whatever. But um, but yeah, it's it's going to be sponsor, a presenting uh, partner in Maryville, 
University. We thank them for uh, jumping on board. We will have some some new audio clips for them and sound from them. So congratulations to Maryville University for joining us as a presenting partner for the next two years of uh, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Um, Stephen, I'm going to let you take it away in a minute. I'm going to tell everybody that there will be another pandemic playoff podcast Sunday night. We will recap uh, what's going on in the NHL bubble. Well, we should know by then who the uh, the two combatants are for the Stanley Cup. We uh, we know the Vegas Golden Knights are out. We know the Arizona Coyotes are out. We know the Coyotes also got a new general manager today. So we've got a lot of stuff to talk about on Sunday night. And uh, then, of course, next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're back to our regular shows again with uh, professional college and club hockey Southwest weekly Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday nights live on Podbean. Take it away, my friend, and we'll say goodnight with Roger Klein and the Peacemakers and a little De Niro. I know more of this will be talked about Sunday, but real quickly, I think Coyotes fans are could get excited about this uh, this hire for the for the GM, and so that'll be be good. And uh, of course, more on that on on Sunday's show. But uh, we mentioned Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is pre- brought to you by voted the best Ford dealer in Arizona, Bell Ford. The Arizona Ford Giant is presenting partner of the Sunday special. Asked to see our friend Kevin Wood. Tell him Ice Time Hockey Southwest sent you to see the top lines of Ford trucks and more. Uh, cold beers and cheeseburgers. Our dining rooms, in accordance to CDC guidelines, are open in all 12 Valley locations and in California. Visit goldbeers.com for more information. T-Mobile, home of America's largest 5G network. See Andre in the Paradise Valley store at Shea and Tatum and let him show you the power of the new T-Mobile. Now you can bring the best of Las Vegas home. Stop by Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located minutes from uh, T-Mobile Arena and new Allegiant Stadium, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, and pick up bottle or three of our championship barbecue sauce home. By Summer Skates, your team can design its own logo and show it off with pride on our koozies and shower shoes. Team discounts available. Go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and click on the Summer Skates banner. Behind the Mask, for all of your hockey needs, visit any of our three locations or go to BehindTheMask.com. By College Bar and Grill, in Tempe, by ASU fans, for ASU fans. Oceanside Ice Arena, learn to play hockey sessions are back for kids and kids at heart. See OceansideIceArena.net for more details. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, score a Roger Klein hat trick. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com and try each of our three styles of the best-tasting tequila. By OxyPow, visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. By MDrive, go to MDriveForMen.com. Try our new Relax Supplement for better sleep. MDrive for energy, stamina, recovery. By the Ice Den, Scottsdale, and Chandler. And once again, we want to mention our presenting partner for this show, Maryville University. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and are available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Also newly available on the TuneIn app, just ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. And Alexa, stay quiet. So there we go. (laughs) 
you, one of these times you're going to get Alexa to kick it in. We're, we got to refine that so it kicks I'm going to make that a homework assignment for this. See if I can get that set up on, the, on there and see what happens. Well, my friend, let me tell you, it's mid-September. Uh, we were wondering what we were going to do through this pandemic to get through into the hockey season. We are really close now, I think, to, uh, yeah. to finally moving forward. So we'll continue to bring it for you. We thank our, uh, our guests tonight. Uh, the captains at UNLV are two of the four anyway. Captain Kirk. I love that. Captain Kirk. Captain, Captain Kirk. Kirk oh, that's why they chose it. That's why they chose it. See, I didn't even think about that. I bet you, yeah, I bet you that that was the deciding factor. Captain Kirk, we've got to uh, make him the captain. No, no, we're not even going that way because he stands alone. Uh, what a class act he is. Right. And of course, Eric Williams yeah. always brings it whenever we ask. He jumps on and spends time with us. Yeah. We appreciate that. Also, congratulations to Boss Asaf, uh, another great player, another great leader. And, of course, Jared Erickson getting his chance to, uh, to show what he's got as well. So congratulations, UNLB captains. For uh, Stephen Marsh, I'm Scott Strandy saying goodnight with a little dinero from Roger Klein and the Peacemakers. <laughs>